Yeah, you still have to look or wait until something comes up. So, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Just Pick Something podcast, where we discuss movies, TV shows, and so many other things. And apparently, we're going to do another TV show this week. This time, we're going to talk about The Cuphead Show, at least season one of The Cuphead Show, released in 2022, created by Chad... I really hope I can say this name right. Chad Moldenhauer, Jared Moldenhauer, and David Wasson. I'm not going to try to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> David Wasson. And at the time of this episode, could be streamed on Netflix. So real quick, before we get into it, I just want to say, dude, this show, I fucking loved it. It hit such a specific scratch that I've been wanting from a show. This felt like a homage or a like love letter to classic cartoons cartoons that I watched growing up, cartoons that came out when I was growing up. And now it feels like this is a new thing for like a new generation. And hopefully we'll keep having seasons and more content for other people to enjoy over time. Yeah, it's, it's very much a callback to like the water hose, Gretchen, Squish animation, like flight. I think it's like Fleischer House, old school Walt Disney. Yeah, Fleischer animation, Walt Disney, you know, 1930s. That's really cool. I I very much, that was like my main thing going in. Like I loved watching was just like the basic stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was very easy to make them just the homage to the stretch and squish style. Yeah, rubber hose. But it's a different thing to be like, oh, Fleischer did, you know, the claymation sets that they would then animate uh, 2D characters on. And they did that too. And I was like, oh man, they just... The craft that went into this—they had the little particle effect, the artifacts. I love that detail they had on the sh- in the show. In every episode, you saw those artificial like scratches and dust, and just little bits of like like the film being a little rough or the cells being a little worn. It was great. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was watching it. I was looking out for that in a specific episode. Can't remember which one, but I was watching it and being like, they have to like, I don't know if they have like an algorithm to like randomly place these throughout the, the screen or is it like they just randomly decide, okay, in this scene, I'm going to add, you know, scratches to it. Because it, it has to be well placed enough now. Like back in the day, it was obvious. It's like, oh, this isn't, you know, this is not natural. This isn't happening naturally. Mm-hmm. But now when you make that active decision to make those pop up, that's like, okay, we can't have them happen too often or else it seems too forced we can't have it happen too little that you can't notice it i'm like i'm wondering what the creative the the technical side of just adding those is in today's day and age yeah it was really cool because i imagine it was probably like i don't think this was made with the traditional animation style because throughout the show we get to see like how it takes advantage of like all the mixed media, right? Like the claymation or composed backgrounds in certain scenes with the characters drawn and animated on top of. And then, so I imagine that in certain parts, it takes advantage of the abilities of digital animation and digital artwork. There's, there's certainly scenes where you can, the camera work is very much, you can tell that they're, the, the background and the foreground are like completely separate entities and computer generated mm-hmm. because it's, there's just a certain level of movement that they can't make. Well, I mean, like obviously this is not hand-drawn. Unfortunately, despite the fact that the game, as far as I'm aware, was hand-drawn, the, the show was not. So like, obviously there's like, they, they use some CG elements for like environment. Yeah, I can tell that like when you're like there's just it is not made super obvious, which is really good. And they have mm-hmm. they they had a good mix of like 
the classic hand-painted style backgrounds as well of like <laughs> yeah dude those that like there's so much i want to talk about of the show so like to put a little bit of structure behind this discussion what do you think of the opening sequence of oh, the title song yeah like the not only just the title song but the little bit of animation at the beginning with cuphead's head oh and the little plane going around it going like the old school what was it uni- what is it universal that yeah you said that logo yeah dude i i gotta say though i really like that classic intro logo and then the actual opening of the show starts and you have that what is it that rendition or just the performance of the woman being like come with me to the inkwell isles and she just like croons that song god that was such a nice addition and touch for like the choice in music to go with the whole show you know oh yeah that that whole the opening sequence is nominal i love i love the music in this show a lot so that really helped it but like yeah vi- like again visually you're talking about all the stuff that they've done they just they were so creative with how they did it that, that that's again like the best part of that entire show is just animation that they were able to put into this show compared to compared to like a lot of i'm not saying like there's anything bad with other current animation but it's it's really cool to see that just pure love and joy for the craft in regards to like the older style and making doing their best with modern tools to reflect that style yeah dude there's so much that goes into the show that is just clear that the people who make the show have a love for the original medium that inspired it from the music to the art style to the use of like mixed media and performances and everything just screams appreciation and love for animation and cartoon history and in the intro song i really like that we got to see you know little easter eggs or like callbacks to the game that we were going to see in the show like bosses as showing up as characters certain things from the game and how they're going to be in the show before you even watch it and then my favorite part of the opening aside from like the song and all the like fun movement of the characters throughout the scenes and leading into the end is when the song ends it all wraps up and the curtain's drawn I love that Mugman comes out and plays that sound effect on that um, trombone. And it just goes like. I made me laugh so hard the first time I saw it. And it made me want to like listen to the opening every single time for the great song. But also just that special additional touch to the opening. It was so good. Yeah. um, So I don't. I'm not a big gamer, unfortunately. I just don't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. But I've never actually played Cuphead. Oh, really? Oh, dude, we should play it. This is coming 100%. I know I should. I I, I, I was debating getting it when it came on Switch. But then I thought, oh, wait, I don't have a Switch. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I, that's crazy. But I understand. Like, it, it's tough to fit time into people's schedules for, like, everything. Let alone, like, music, movies, TV shows, video games, special time with spouses, kids, etc tough you know <laughs> exactly so i'm like so i i but i recognize like for example the i recognize the like the mermaid thing that you see in the opening credits i recognized the the devil and the frogs and mr dice dice king whatever i don't know what his name is oh king dice king dice there you go uh wayne brady there you go wonderful choice at, in terms of casting for that character oh yeah no 100 uh, but yeah i recognize all the i recognize a lot of the bosses mm-hmm. i mean i don't again i don't know anything about the story of the game i'm assuming it's well, cuphead somehow loses his soul and then has to like fight do something with the devil so i can tell you now real quick um before you finish that thought so spoiler for the the show and or game because the show might eventually follow the game plot line a bit you know like it already has but if you want to play the game and not get spoiled about it, 
well, here's your warning. So in the game, it's a little different to the show, right? Where the whole premise of the game is Mugman and Cuphead have gone to the casino and are like gambling, right? They're gambling, they're having fun, and then they, you know, bite off more than they can chew, and they put their souls on the line, and they lose their souls to the devil. So the devil is going to claim their souls, and they say, you know, they don't want that to happen. So in exchange for him relating the, the collection of their souls, he uses them as collectors to go and collect the souls of other people that owe him. And that's when you get to the game where you're going around the island, going to the bosses or the people who their souls are due, collect their souls for him till, until you get to the end where you fight against King Dice and then the devil in the big, you know, final battle. Okay, so are we done with spoilers? Because I, 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 I want to play the game, so... Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're done with spoilers. And I, I didn't listen to any of that, obviously because i want to not be spoiled for the game no, i'm kidding um, <laughs> no no i mean it's cool <laughs> but uh came for the ability to do so but yeah it's interesting the change that they made in regards to the, just the, the the gambling versus the carnival thing and then having the interaction with the bosses be very different because yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I wonder. I I wonder why they made that choice. And I know there's what three more seasons coming out. I hope so. But to me, that was honestly the biggest surprise of the show going into it is that I didn't expect them to be TVY seven. I thought it was going to be PG thirteen at most. I didn't think it was going to be like rated R or mature. If you had that as your rating, you would alienate some audience, right? But like at least PG or PG thirteen. But I was surprised. You know, I'm terrible with TV rating. I understand movie ratings. What's Y7? So the TV rating system goes, sorry, TVY, TVY7, TVY7FG or something, TVG, TVPG, TV14, and TVMA. Oh, they didn't even go. They didn't even go like even close to as far as they could have. It's basically the like lowest ratings tier available for everything, you know? Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I know it's more, I've seen it fair when it, when the game blew up, it was fairly popular with people like our age yeah well it's um a run and gun shooter type right yeah. where the main thing about the, the game is it's incredibly hard like it's a throwback castlevania and like other old school games where you know it's punishing and like, you're trying your best to get through it and the more you play it the better you get at it and so on and so forth you know yeah because like <laughs> you got i know nothing about this but it's cool like to see how much that did the, the iconography at the very least it's very cool to see that carry over and I don't know what the characters are like in the game. The char- like the main characters, the main two brothers. Yeah, like I, I like Cuphead and Mugman. Like I don't know how they are. They don't have a personality because they're you're playing them. So silent voice yeah they don't like no one really speaks at all in the game like the bosses don't speak the devil doesn't speak cuphead and mugman don't speak it's all music and sound effects and gaming you know classic stuff like that whenever someone does speak the text box pops up and you read what oh. they say Okay, that's really cool, though. And that, that means that, that means they they put in a lot of work to make these characters like fully realized. Oh yeah, man! Like that's why I think the casting in the show was really solid. There's just certain like personalities you feel like the character is going to be playing the game, right? King Dice is like the um, the lead or the head of the boss of a casino, and the devil is this guy collecting souls, and his character design has a certain like image to it, and you kind of have some expectation, and then the show for me kind of 
blew me away with how well they nailed the casting and how wonderful they made the characters in terms of personality and appearance and like attitude. Yeah. If we're but like, I'm looking at the cast right now. I've seen, I've heard some of these people in a couple things. Like uh, the person who plays Chalice, Gray Griffin, when she first showed up, I was like, wait, I know this voice. And she plays, I think she plays Frankie in Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and a bunch of other things too. But that was like the one that like stuck out to me. And Wow, really? Uh, I didn't know that. But I've heard a couple of these people once in a while. I've n- I want to say I've never heard of the person who plays Cuphead ever before. Oh. Uh, it's true Valentino. I've never seen any of his stuff. Looking at his IMDb, I'm not really, re- like, I've heard of the stuff that he's done, but I've never heard his work. So for him to be the main character mm-hmm. and to do such a good job, I was like, man, this is, this guy's, uh, this guy was definitely like brings his character to life and from what you're saying you know gives a lot of character to him that wasn't present before so it's very cool to see just how much was brought in from these people's performances you know yeah 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 to me the person that blew me away the most i loved all the actors performance it's not like you know this one was clearly better than this one it was just like everyone did such a good job but the character that i was the most delighted to see appear on screen was the devil. Oh, he was great. He was hilarious. Probably, probably among my favorite characters in the entire. Yeah, dude, I love the devil in this show. His opening song, the way he's so like mischievous and sultry almost, and like his mannerisms and things. Luke Millington Drake did such a good job. It kind of reminds me of him from Powerpuff Girls. I don't know if you got that. I was. When he first showed up, I was like, man, they're going for that old school androgynous evil villain thing that they did for like the longest, mm-hmm. and, like with the animation style and their like tone of voice. And I was like, this is great. I love this. It's like a wonderful callback. Yeah, dude, I loved it so much, especially that um in his song and like the first episode, there's this one line where he looks at the camera, he moves his shoulder and, and like rotates it and calls himself like a bad boy. And I'm like, dude, this this devil, I am all for all the energy this devil is putting out it was like wonderful you know yeah <laughs> oh man but did you watch this show all in one go or did you take breaks i, I watched about three or four episodes in a sitting mm-hmm. um because while okay so you love this show yeah for me i don't have like any big issues with this show mm-hmm. but for like the most part i was more of like oh this is a cute show like i'm i'm not super invested in it mm-hmm. it has like those old school throwback vibes but in reality it's like i was it, it, there was a level of like my my there was a lack of engagement on my half where i was kind of like mm-hmm. okay but like despite it being quaint mm-hmm. i'm not going to say that it's just riveting tv <laughs> yeah and i think that's maybe because it's like i want to say it's like the first quarter or first third of the, the actual like story because i know that they've renewed it for don't quote me i think 34 more episodes mm, or something like that i think i can't remember exactly there's a large amount of episodes total and they've already greenlit like the next two seasons oh hell yeah that's awesome but you know what i know well it's clear from anyone listening and you know from our conversation you could tell that i love the show but i will say i'm kind of mad at myself for watching this all in one go i didn't watch the entire season all at once i watched two-thirds of it all in one go and i kind of feel like it did a disservice to me a bit where i this feels like kind of like early spongebob where it's nice and it's great and it's made to be you know aired kind of like at like weeks at a time you know indicated yeah yeah where like it's great to watch an episode kind of be amused by the charm of it and like the delightful antics of the main characters in the world and then come back another time after you've had a while 
and be amused again. You know what I mean? Because watching it all in one go, man, like it's good and it's great, but it's so, I don't know the word for it, just a lot at once. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the, it definitely does lend itself better to uh, a more spread out viewing only because I'm trying to think of why exactly that's the case, but it's, yeah, it's very much like, ooh, watch an episode and just like enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. I think once you get past, like, once you start watching two or three episodes, you're like, okay, I get the, I get the vibe. It's cute. But, like, mm-hmm. it's not anything, like, to run home about. But, like, if you're watching it from week to week, you'll, like, watch an episode and be like, that was really fun. Let me go watch, like, a bunch of other things. And then when I come back to Cuphead, it's still going to be really fun but I'm not overblown on it, you know? Mm, yeah, I mean... The... And, and so I, I don't have any problems with this show, for example. Like, it's not like, oh, man, like, I can pick a part where I don't like this show. It's more of, like, I think maybe that was my issue because ultimately it's, uh, I mean, it's cute, but I shouldn't have watched it as, like, in, even in three episodes, three, four episodes spurts because it's just one of those things where it's, like, I wasn't able to enjoy the episode where... They were going to like they did like the mission for pork rind. Yeah. Oh, was that one of your like? like I didn't. I didn't enjoy that episode because I had already watched two episodes prior, and I was kind of like, "All right, I'm kind of spent on this." <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Even if even they are short episodes, like very digestible. Yeah, but yeah, they are. At the same time, I'm still like, I just, it just didn't like after three of them. I'm like, ah, I don't think I can keep my interest. <laughs> I think part of that, and this is kind of just a theory about maybe why it's better to be consumed in like short bursts or even like a um, syndicated kind of format is that like it feels one the show is made in a way to appeal to a younger demographic um the whole tv y7 where the jokes are strong and they're funny there's a lot of them the humor it's great everything is very fast-paced and like doesn't stop right so when you watch them all back to back to back it loses some of its uniqueness because it's each episode is a great example of what the next episode's going to have. So when you see them back to back to back, you kind of know where it's going. You kind of know what you're going to expect. And it's you don't want to ruin that for yourself. So I think maybe the best way to watch it is two episodes at a time, kind of like a full broadcast episode of TV and then come back. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I feel like that's probably, you're right. I, I And it sucks because I can't, like, go back and, like, rewatch it and then just, like, purge the old viewing out of my head. Mm-hmm. So hopefully anybody who's interested in it and was, like, listening to us, despite the fact that we're talking, like, spoilers and stuff, mm-hmm. is like, okay, now I'm going to watch it. And I'm going <laughs> to make sure to spread them out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, regardless, I still think it's incredibly cute. I like the story a lot of uh, what we get. The episodes are, like, real throwback. Yeah. Like, there's an early episode that feels like, oh, man, you just ripped this straight from, like, the House of Mouse like you know <laughs> variety cartoons that you used to, that i used to get watch as a kid mm-hmm. where it's like oh yeah no i can totally if you just replace this bait this baby bottle with a you know the the triplets from you know the huey louie and dewey totally see this episode in my head with mm-hmm. those guys yeah dude it's great like um there's a lot of callbacks and great like homage and references to older media in the show one like really noticeable like homage is the skeleton scene when they're in the graveyard. Oh, with the, the spooky, scary skeleton dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even just the spooky, scary skeleton, but like that classic skeleton animation of them dancing, you know. And then we get to see it in this show too. That was great to see. I was watching with Maya, and when we got to the graveyard, she was like, "Oh snap!" 
there's gonna be a graveyard i hope i i really want to see some skeletons dancing at some point you know i think that, that episode i think had a lot of rips i'm sure i'm sure someone who's like a big animation buff for that time period mm-hmm. can tell me like everywhere where everything got ripped from but that one specifically i remember i recall like similar similar now not just with the not just with the skeletons but like with how the characters move through the cemetery and how they animated it and the backgrounds and stuff. Like I was like, man, I swear I've seen these like before. And I'm sure there's like someone who's like, Oh yeah. If you watch this old school Popeye, the sailor episode, that's where they ripped this entire episode from but... that specific episode. You were mentioning some uh, callbacks where I thought I saw a little bit of the, um, the Mickey mouse short called the, the haunted house. It's basically, you know, making a haunted house being chased by skeletons and other spooky things. And then the skeleton dancing thing, that was a whole um, throwback to like early Disney, but specifically up iWorks. I do animated basically the whole thing and a bunch of other shorts around that same time, like Steamboat Willie. It's like it was in the skeleton thing was in this whole like set of musical shorts called the Silly Symphony produced by Walt Disney Productions, you know, and up iWorks. Yeah. So, yeah, I I show, I think is perfectly enjoyable there's like i i have not like again i have like nothing just bad to say about this show which is great uh and at the same time it's like man like i just i guess i didn't enjoy it as much as i would have hoped um yeah i i wonder if that comes from it being skewed towards that younger demographic right and maybe it was just a little of our age being like something we can appreciate but at the same time there's a certain part of us that wants a little bit more from tv shows right yeah just like a i guess yeah there's like a hope for like a little bit more meat on the bone but maybe again we're talking about the first 12 episodes Mm -hmm. and we know there's more coming and we know that the story isn't over just even from like the the main plot right so mm-hmm. i would assume more is coming that last episode okay so we're going into the last like two seconds of this show <laughs> but like <laughs> oh yeah so like it ends okay so i don't know if i know nothing and i'm pretty sure i'm maybe i missed it when the episode was, was on but mm-hmm. like chalice is like all right i'm leaving and then she turns into a ghost yeah she does and she goes through the wall and i don't <laughs> so if there's something video game related that i don't know don't tell me if i miss something in that episode go ahead (laughs) no no so you didn't miss anything in the episode basically to go through a quick list of game characters and stuff and like how they translate to the show i'll start off with the golden chalice that character in that episode right she isn't a character you can play as in the game that would be awesome and maybe in part two uh, or the Cuphead DLC, they could do something like that. But no, her in her in the game, her main thing is that's how you get your like supers, right? Okay. So like you know your big finishing attack or your big strong attacks that you use against the bosses in the game, right? One of those abilities is the ghost intangibility power that she uses in the in the episode. Oh. Yeah. So in the game, when you use that power up, one of those options is that you become intangible, so the bosses' attacks don't hit you, and you can keep dealing damage. And she's honestly, they gave her way more personality in the show than in the game. She doesn't do anything in the game and she's really cool and i'm really glad they gave her a lot more character and i think that was one of the aspects i was most excited to see from her little appearance in the opening right 
was just a more expanded character for someone that I thought had some promise. Maybe they're going to do something with her in like the DLC, but it was pretty cool seeing her in the show. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was, I, obviously we've talked about it a bunch that I haven't played the game. So like seeing her just like randomly have this ability and just like randomly do this, I'm like, okay, am I just, I must be missing something. And so obviously, yeah, it, I mean, it's nothing crazy, but I, Clearly, it was like you have to have some sort of game knowledge for it, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how much they rely on people playing the game because for the majority of the show, you know, I didn't need to have played it, I just kind of got the gist of the story from that. Yeah, yeah, that's a very specific thing at the very end of this season. Was like that was such a weird thing to end on, and I'm so confused. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a nice aspect of the show being able to expand on the game's lore right is that now you get to actually give characters like the bosses and in this example the chalice their own cool personalities to expand on like the frogs in the earlier part of the season they were got got to talk about their mom and they had like this weird rivalry where they kept beating each other up yeah elder kettle got more of a like grandfatherly figure type personality he even was in the war which was kind of interesting because he's also you know barely a thing in the games he is in the opening sequence and pretty much you don't really return to him unless you want to you know okay. and then this chalice is super like cute she kind of feels like a betty boop type character you know like a throwback to that era of animation and yeah, so it's kind of just like nice to see them expand on things yeah it's really, it's really cool. I like the vibe that it's going for, and seeing the, the it's cool to see that like yeah, the, all that stuff. It, yeah, it does it does homage to like a bunch of classic stuff, which I know the game does as well. Mm-hmm. And so, are, so is every character in the show. At even like just do they appear in the game, or is like are there like some like the bottle from the bottle episode? Is that like just like an entirely show unique thing or is there like randomly a baby bottle in the video game as well? So, you know, I don't remember the bottle being in the game. I mean, I could be not remembering it clearly. The bottle to me was the only thing I didn't pick up from the game, but there's a ton of things in the game that aren't in the show just yet, like other additional bosses that we have yet to see. Like you mentioned, one of the bosses that you recognized pretty quickly was the mermaid one. Yeah. And she's just in the opening and not really in the show just yet. And there's a ton of things in the show that aren't in the game, you know, like I guess the world is expanded more in the show and you get to see more of a deeper dive into that. Like setting versus in the games where you're kind of just going through levels and levels and kind of just hopping around you know and there are some things that feel like they are direct references to the games while also being their own unique spin on it that are just purely show adaptation like um like the carnival right in the game there's a level that's the carnival but in the show it feels kind of different where it's kind of like a setting that the devil is kind of running and like it's this whole like scam business type thing and i mean some of that is there in the game but it's also like i guess more of its own thing in the show it's kind of more enjoyable that it's just a part of this like weird world that they live in yeah but overall i mean like yeah i I enjoyed watching i enjoyed watching the show it'll be interesting to see how it keeps my attention not being a fan of the show i mean not being a fan of the game right right 
Right. To yeah. see if it's like, okay, this is intriguing enough moving forward because there is there is like a little like, you know, like the the main my main complaint obviously having, you know, we talked about me binging the whole thing at one at one time was that like each episode is kind of they they feel overall like a little throwaway. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the episodic nature of it all. Right. But so it's like, okay, is this going to only appeal to me moving forward if I like the game or am I going to get a lot more out of this? Yeah. Um, I think that's a definite good reason to have about maybe continuing the show because like I watched this with, you know, my wife and she didn't really play the games, but she really enjoyed it in the same way that we kind of talked about maybe being the better way to enjoy it at least it's just to watch it come back to it be like oh that was cute that was like a fun episode walk away do something else come back and be like oh yeah i never finished that season let me check it out and then you can almost finish it in like an afternoon you know yeah and where season two leaves off there is some potential to have a like maybe kind of back subplot or some kind but if they don't do that either, it's kind of just going to be that show that's kind of nice to revisit from time to time with that very, like, cool throwback style to, like, the 1930s. If I go back to it, maybe whenever the next season comes out in, like, a year or two, right? It's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is nice. I remember this show. This was great. Watch a few yeah, episodes I'd... and then, you know, be done and be happy. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be, like, anything more than just, like, a cute show. I know a lot of people expect everything to be like, oh, my God, it was the best show I've ever watched and entire life but like hey you know what it was a solid show i enjoyed while i watched it you know it'll be they're like put on in the background sometimes or it doesn't have to be anything heavy i just it'll just be interesting to see uh if it can continue to keep the interest of people that are just like eh it's not really doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, or maybe that special place where it could live in is parent wanting to watch something fun with their child that appeals to both because they definitely feels like that vibe of show, you know? But also, like, with Netflix, I guess, recently being in news about, like, canceling things and Netflix keep canceling shows. I hope the show continues. And if it doesn't, that'd be kind of a bummer because the show feels a little special even though it's kind of just fun, cute show, you know? Yeah, so, um, like, do you have a favorite episode or like a song or moment from the show? For me, other than the devil and every time he comes on the screen, right? I don't know. I think probably my favorite episode was the episode with the skeletons, man. That one was a great episode. That one was fun. I like, I mean, obviously because I like the devil so much. Uh, <laughs> I love the devil. I mean, I mean, the devil was great. Even his song was great. Like, yeah. the thing I see the most online are just like highlights about the devil being just the best character on that show. Yeah, so I kind of like him so much. I would say that probably my favorite episode is what the invisible sweater one yeah that like uh kind of two-parter yeah because i just love seeing him just try out so many different ways mm-hmm. and that was that was probably my favorite part because i got to see a lot of his character and like <laughs> there's a lot more to just to like hell and stuff or the the actuary guy it was a fun that was, that was probably my favorite it also had like quote-unquote plot relevance for a show that doesn't have much so yeah. that was cool oh. That was uh, nice. I brought, I brought up the bottle episode, which I thought was hilarious in the sense that I actually didn't like that episode. Yeah, okay. But I bring up the fact that I bring up the bottle episode because it's about a baby bottle and it's a bottle. Episode. Not an actual like, you know, uh, I guess it is a bottle episode, huh? bottle episode because they stayed in the house the whole time <laughs> and yeah. i was like wait a second it's a bottle <laughs> i didn't even realize it until you just pointed that out man it was a bottle episode 
And that's the only reason it's worth noting. I hate that episode. I think it's really bad. Yeah, I I wasn't my favorite episode either, but that that does give it some points up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, yeah, so, yeah, if I have to complain about anything again, it's like, there are moments that I don't like because it's, like, very, very cliche, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess this, this show kind of got that out of the way really quickly because it is the episode. Mm-hmm. But, like, that episode and then the episode where Mugman is like, I'm fearless, and you know as a, the audience member that he lost the thing that made him fearless the whole time. And I was like, this is, like, super cliche, but for the most part, it doesn't do that. Yeah, and it was, it was a little cheesy but it was still kind of cute and fun yeah i like I, again like this shows overall the show is really good and it does it does just harken back to a classic era that i very much we don't get to see a lot so it is the novelty there is really cool yeah i i kind of like how this like semi kickstarted a resurgence or reappreciation for that kind of style and animation there was, I feel like a brief uptick of like just rubber hose appreciation with with games and like aesthetic being um, referenced and homages to and like other media. You know, like um, Steven Universe had that one villain character, Spinel, who's all animated rubber hose style because her power was like stretchiness, so it really fit her, yeah. her vibe and stuff. And but yeah, this this was great, and it's kind of not a surprise that I keep talking about how much I like it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, if so, as someone who's not played the game, mm-hmm. right? If anyone wants to say, like, who their favorite boss is or their level, what they hope to see from the show, that'd be really cool. Just because, again, I don't really know anything about it, you know, despite, you know, despite have, talking about the show, I, was, I still haven't went out of my way to play the actual game. So mm-hmm. if there's, like, a specific thing that people want to watch come out from the game, that'd be interesting to know. If anybody wants to let me know what their favorite part of the game is that we haven't seen yet, spoil it for me i'm perfectly okay uh yeah because it is cool and i I like to see what people expect to see the different be because like you said we're adding more dimensions to these characters so Mm. there are other bosses that are yet to make an appearance like the mermaid a ride and groom boss that was a lot of good that's a pretty good one an evil scientist with a giant robot so there's a lot they can pull and expand upon I mean, maybe even in season two, there'll be an episode where Mugman and Cuphead end up helping the bride and groom during the wedding their wedding day, and things go crazy, and that's how they end up fighting or something. Yeah, no, I, I want to see what what they do, and, I, and if anybody wants to, you know, let me know what their favorite part is. If they want to talk about what, what the coolest change was, you know, let us know. Put it in the comments. Yeah, we'll read the comments, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll apply to any if I, if I ever see them. Yeah, just be kind, I guess. <laughs> yeah, be kind, rewind. No. Um, <laughs> also a movie that maybe we would do in, in the future. <laughs> Man, that movie's so good. I haven't seen it in so long. That should be a huge watch. <laughs> I, I saw it once. or uh, Yeah, I saw it about once. Uh, funny enough, during the time where you could still rent a DVD at Blockbuster, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, 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 was, I remember liking it as a kid. I don't know if it was actually that great, but, you know, who knows? As an adult, we get to revisit a lot of things from our childhood. Yeah. And, which, is, which is ironic that we're talking about revisiting childhood things when talking about <laughs> and i think that's a pretty good point to leave it off so thank you for listening to this episode of the just pick something podcast let us know what you would hope to expect in season two or any cool game attributes that you want to see in the show going forward the intro and outro song for this podcast was vhs dreams by sean ivers link in the description thank you for listening and until next time